a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Be ready, Utah. Today we're talking about a very important subject, making sure your home is child-proof. Parents usually start grabbing for cabinet safety locks when their kids start to walk, but there are other things we need to be doing differently when kids uh, and teenagers especially are at home. All this year, KSL is partnering on emergency preparedness with Be Ready Utah to bring you this information. I'm really pleased to have joining us today. Marla Branham is the Injury Prevention Program Coordinator at the Utah County Health Department and the Coordinator for Safe Kids Utah County. Uh, Marla, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, so give us kind of a, a high level in terms of what are the things that uh, we should be looking at in terms of safety as it relates to our kids. We can start with the younger ones and, and work our way up. Okay. Um, some of these are actually going to apply across all of them. But since we're heading into summer, we'll hit the highlights. Um, one of them a lot of times this summer is water. Everybody wants to be in the water, playing in the water, et cetera, et cetera. So um, if you have um, above ground pools or even in ground pools in in your home in your yard make sure that they're safe so if you've got an in-ground pool there should be a fence around it and it should be the gate should automatically lock every single time and if any kids are in the pool there is an adult watching them without any sort of distraction so it's so easy to get on our smartphones yeah i'm, I'm out here with the kids but um drowning is not a noisy situation a noisy problem. It is a very silent one. And if you're distracted, you're going to miss it. So you need to make sure you're watching kids. Um, don't rely on, on flotation devices to make sure that they're safe. Have your kids in swim lessons so they learn how. You can start kids as young as six months old to uh, learn how to swim and be safe in bodies of water. Um, if you've got an above ground pool situation, um, again, make sure it's protected. It's either drained or you've got that the kids aren't out with it alone near it. Uh, I think those are so important. I especially appreciate you pointing out that uh, a lot of times as parents, we think we're watching the kids, but we're really in the vicinity of the kids uh, watching our phones. Uh, and I, uh, I exactly it is such a, uh, a threat there. I think that one's so important, especially as we roll into these summer months. Uh, what are some of the other things that uh, that we're looking at, uh, again, especially inside the home, things that uh, we may not be thinking about when it comes to that safety? Inside the home, a lot of the simple things, uh, making sure that you've got tall furniture, TVs anchored to the wall because uh, tip-overs happen. 
um, preventing falls situations, especially with young kids. It, uh, it's summertime, so a lot of times we open up our windows um, to let the cool air in. Well, um, make sure you've got furniture away from windows so no kids can climb up on them because screens are designed to keep bugs out, not kids. Mm. And it's they're not going to keep kids from falling. So you want to make sure that there's no way that they can do it. Even keep your windows open no more than four inches, and it's a lot harder to get out of them. If you have stairs, make sure you've got appropriate safety gates. So if you've got a, a gate at the top of your stairs, it should be mounted, not a pressure gate, because it's too easy to push those over. I think that's uh, that's so vital. And I think all of those things that we don't always think about, usually until after uh, an accident has taken place, even just some of the sharp edges kinds of things. You, you alluded to this yep. idea of just getting things bolted to the walls. Uh, sometimes we think they're <laughs> they're on the wall, but they're really not. Yeah, and it's it's crazy how much it happens. If you have a kid who is a climber, it's really easy for that to, to happen and have something fall on top of them that's going to do some serious damage. So uh, anchoring that furniture is crucial. And so let's get to an area that I think is is absolutely mission critical that we have the right conversations around this, and that is the gun safes, gun locks, uh, because this applies not only to our, our youngest of children, but this applies to everybody in the household. All ages. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, with with guns, it's be smart about it. Uh, a lot of people have them for hunting, for target shooting, that sort of thing, but some have it for home safety as well. Ideally, you want to keep um, guns locked up and away from kids, but don't just try and hide it because most kids know where their parents' hiding places are. Let's be honest about it. So make sure they're put away and that ammunition and the guns are kept separately because it's not just a safety. It's also for mental health and suicide prevention. It ties in with both of those to make sure that they're safe with that. Um, If you've got a gun safe, make sure you're using it and make sure that the kids don't know the combination. You might be surprised. They could probably get into it. So um, you might want to change it frequently too. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that's so important and keeping the, the ammunition and the, the weapon in different places. And uh, I love the fact that you said that uh, don't just think you can hide it from the kids uh, because they know the hiding places, uh, whether that's the gun or whether that's the stash of, of chocolate and treats. Uh, the kids always know where yep. <laughs> where parents hide things. Exactly. Uh, what else are we not thinking about uh, when it comes to some of these issues? Believe it or not, this one's going to sound a little strange, but um, when your kids are playing, they play outside all the time. Make sure if you have uh, left your vehicle outside, it's locked because kids will climb in and play hide and seek, all, mm. all that sort of thing. So make sure that it is. And if you have kids missing, make sure the first places you check are bodies of water and your vehicle. Those are where tragedies happen fast. Yeah, so we've seen that far too often. Uh, that uh, hide and seek moment becomes a, a tragic one when uh, someone's hiding in the trunk or is just in a, a car that's way too hot. Right. Uh, and doing that is there right. anything else? And, and oh, never ahead. even leave them alone. Never leave mm-hmm. no. Never leave them alone in the car either. That's a, a big key because it's it's so easy. The, the temperature in a car rises dramatically in the first fifteen minutes, and it, even on a, a 70, degree, 70 degree day early in the morning doesn't matter. The temperature can change so fast in a vehicle. Yeah. And then final question for you, Marla, as we know, not every single thing can be accounted for and we are still going to have challenges and problems from time to time. What do you wish that everyone had on hand uh, in their homes uh, in the event that something does go wrong in, in one of these circumstances? The two things, I would actually say two, but they're kind of hand in glove with it, is one, a good first aid kit and know how to call 911. And having poison prevention uh, phone number plugged into their phone. Mm. 
And I'm happy to give that to you in case you want it. Yes, please. <laughs> it's 800-222-1222. It's a really easy number. All right, 1-800-222-1222. That's uh, the poison control, a uh, very important, uh, great insight. Uh, as always, Marla Branham is the Injury Prevention Program Coordinator at the Utah County Health Department and the Coordinator for Safe Kids Utah County. Uh, so important. You've been listening to KSL's Emergency Preparedness Series, Be Ready Utah. Have questions about emergency preparedness? Not sure where to get started on all of this? Find the answers at beready.utah.gov. Okay, this is one of those crucial conversations that we have to get to uh, as we talk about emergency preparedness. It's uh, really exciting for us here at KSL to be part of the conversation uh, in conjunction with Be Ready Utah to make sure that we are there. And whether that's a natural disaster, an earthquake, uh, a flood, a fire, whatever it may be, uh, or whether it's just uh, doing things a little different around our house. We talked about that pool safety today. Uh, all of that is so important as we look at making sure we're ready. Opportunity always favors the prepared. Uh, that's what this is all about. And so if you have questions about your emergency preparedness, you're not sure where to start, you can find the answers at beready.utah.gov. All right, we're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, with all the crises we've been talking about in the country right now, there's one other crisis that I think we've got to get to if we're going to solve the rest of the problems. Find out what that is coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless, and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.